What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report. We're talking about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today, it's the first episode of the week. You know what that means. A weekend recap. Where I recap everything that happened in sports, comics, and pop culture over the weekend. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and start with sports. And the first thing up is college football. Now, one thing I noticed that was pretty common throughout the entire Saturday in college football was a lack of offense. Penn State, Ohio State, Air Force, Navy, Mississippi State, Arkansas, uh, Charlotte, East Carolina, Minnesota, Iowa, Pitt, Wake Forest, Nevada, San Diego State, Arizona State, Washington. There was a, there were a lot of games that teams combined for less than like four touchdowns. It was awful. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State, like I said, like I didn't expect that to be a very high scoring game, but still. Like, Penn State was, what, 1 of 17 in third down? That's awful. You only successfully converted for, on one third down attempt play your entire, the entire game. One. Like, a complete disaster on offense for, for Penn State. And Ohio State took advantage of it. But even then, despite how many times Ohio State could have scored touchdowns in this game, they could only settle for field goals or turnover on downs. And so, they only scored 20 points. Despite being in the red zone for, against Penn State, it seemed like, what, five or six times? It was a complete offensive disaster, honestly. It was pretty rough to watch. Air Force Navy was even worse. Navy, I believe, at one point, throughout, like, the first three quarters, was gaining less than one yard a play. It was that bad offensively. Uh, I think, like, the... The only touchdown, like one of the only two touchdowns out the entire game before both teams was Air Force randomly getting like a 94-yard touchdown pass. That was it. Like, it was pretty rough. There was nothing methodical going on offensively in that game at all. Mississippi State-Arkansas was the second worst, though. 7-3, and honestly, it felt worse than that. That was the least offensively adept game I've watched since. I have to go back to like my middle school years. When I watched Mississippi State versus Auburn, like, oh, wait. That's how bad that game was offensively. Uh, Charlotte, East Carolina, a game that not a lot of people would care about unless you're, like, a real hardcore college football fan. And it showed why, because <laughs> both these teams are very good. It's been because their offenses. It was rough. I believe Charlotte won, what, 10-6 uh, to 6 or something like that. Like, it was bad. There was no offense in that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, again, no one expected this to be any offense in this game. Iowa gained only 12 yards of offense in the entire second half. 12 yards. Uh, they lost because of that. Well, and another really bad, uh, ref move there. Uh, their kick returner or punt returner, I forget, for Iowa, uh, Cooper DeGene, he was trying to not call, he wasn't calling a fair catch, and the ref saw he was. So, yeah, it was just rough all around. For Iowa. It was not a fun day for anyone who liked college football. Uh, Pitt Wake Forest. Uh, weirdly enough. The first three quarters. They combined for 14 points. And then out of nowhere. They both scored like a crap ton of points in the fourth quarter. Just randomly. But like their offenses were for the first three quarters. Was awful. Really bad. Arizona State Washington. Randomly Washington has the best offense statistically. In college football. Heading to that game. And then they can't do anything on offense. Their star quarterback, who was the Heisman front winner until that game, had three turnovers in the first quarter, if I'm correct. Like, it was rough. 
they only got by by winning. They only got by winning because of a last, like a late game, last minute pick six. Just, just, and not offensively sound at all. And then finally, the worst of the entire uh, week: Nevada, San Diego State. That was awful. Six to nothing. Nevada, good for them. They finally got a win, but Jesus, that was rough to watch. Neither team could gain yards the entire game. I, that's probably, you know, I said Arkansas and, and, and uh, Mississippi State was the worst game I've seen since 08. That's the worst major conference game I've ever seen since 08. That was the worst game I've ever, I've ever seen, honestly. Six to nothing, and, and there was nothing offensively sound. The, yeah, the defense play was, was, was good, but it wasn't to that level. That was just a complete dumpster fire of offense from both teams. I would go out of my way to tell you not to watch that game, actually. So, yeah, it was pretty rough for offenses. Outside of that, he had some other games. Clemson-Miami. Clemson lost to Miami without their, their star quarterback against a quarterback who had never played, who was a true freshman who had never played. So, yeah, it, that's not a good look for Clemson. And how they lost. A lot of really bad coaching decisions. Uh, that last play call, I don't know who's this, who thought that one out. Even though the quarterback went the wrong way, just the play call itself made no sense to me. Like, like that was just a bad play call. A complete disaster, honestly. It's not the first time that they've done some questionable things in offense to close out games and lose this year. They also, they also against Florida State. Like, like Clemson's season's over. In terms of, like, what they want to do, they're 4-3. and three. They're not going to go to a major bowl game. At this point, they're not even going to go to a bowl game on the caliber of, like, the Citrus Bowl. At this point, you just got to hope you make a bowl game. Like, it's been pretty rough, honestly. A huge disappointment. Are they the biggest disappointing... Are they, are they the most disappointing team so far in college football? Maybe. Because there have been some... This, there's been a lot going on this year. But for, like, a major team of that caliber, I would think so, yeah. Like, just a major dis- disappointing season for them. Uh, Utah-USC. USC, come on. How do you lose to Utah... You know, I could see them losing to Utah before because Utah was fully healthy in the past years and their style just does not mesh well with, with Lincoln Riley at all. Like that big physical style, which is going to be a problem for USC once they go into the Big Ten. I mean, I don't know how they're going to handle teams like Iowa or Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State, like physical teams with great defenses. I don't, I don't see how USC... And it's kind of crazy because USC, when I was growing up and they were last great with Pete Carroll... They were physical. Yes, they were fast and explosive, but they were physical. Their defenses were monstrous. I for- never forget, in 2008, the USC's defense averaged giving up less than 8 points a game all year in the Pac-12. So, like, 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 USC having, a, like, a finesse team all around it's not even like it's not even with what the the, the the program is historically. They've had they're a contender for running back U. Like historically speaking, USC has a his like has a reputation for being physical. So them being finessed to this level is crazy. But they lose to Utah without their starting quarterback. Like again, this Utah team is playing with like half their players hurt. This is that that is such a disaster on USC's front. Like they're not making the playoffs. 
Now they're not going to play in the Rose Bowl, so they just got to hold. They make a, a New Year's Six bowl game at this point. Complete disaster, honestly. Oh man, uh, Florida State Duke Duke was looked like they might be Florida State again. Florida State's flaws of a lack of defense were showing until the quarterback got hurt, and then Florida State went on to run away in the fourth quarter. But still, there's some holes at Florida State that a team like Miami could honestly, like they could take advantage of. Seriously. Like, Florida like, State's got to be, they got to have their head on, on the swivel for the rest of, of this uh, season. Make sure you don't get uh, upset like a certain other ACC team. North Carolina, who lost to Virginia. Virginia is arguably the worst Power 5 team in the country this year, which is saying a lot because Vanderbilt, Indiana, and Arizona State exist. And Virginia is still arguably worse than all three of those teams. They are very bad. Like, they hadn't, they did not have a win over a FBS team this year. And then North Carolina, out of nowhere, a top 10 team lost to Virginia on the CW network of all, of all the channels, not ESPN or ABC, no, the CW. Imagine you're a North Carolina fan and you think like, oh man, we could play in the playoffs. We could win the ACC. This could be a special year. This could be the best team since 97. And you lose to the worst Power 5 team in the country. And then afterwards, you got to see like reruns of the OC or something. Like, that's just awful. Like, <laughs> like what? It's random. The CW? And that, I, I, this is why I love college football. You see random stuff like that. You're not going to see that in the NFL. You're not going to see teams playing in like a uh, 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 pay-per-view, like Oklahoma vs. Army on pay-per-view or something like that. Like, only in college football do you see ridiculous stuff like this. Uh, Bama and Tennessee. Tennessee looked great in the first half and then looked awful in the second half. I'll say it's about Tennessee. Yeah, they got screwed over by some calls by refs. But you get outscored um, 31 to nothing in the second half. That's not refs. That's not all refs. I have this theory when it comes to any sport that even if you get like screwed over or the refs are cheating or, or like you're getting cheated out of stuff, if you get beat down to a certain degree, the cheating's out the window. You're not getting screwed over anymore. You're, you're getting dominated by a team. You're just getting thoroughly outplayed at that point. So like, yeah, like, like Tennessee, yeah, I get the refs and everything, but to a certain extent, come on. And speaking of that, Cheating and everything. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan annihilated Michigan State. I'll say this about Michigan. Even with, like, if the, these things are true, these rumors, like, it, if this turns out to be true, I don't think the punishment will be that bad because the NCAA in general, they aren't really trying to, to vacate wins anymore. And they've lost a lot of power over the last few years since, you know, Prime examples of this are, are Kansas and basketball who, who had multiple level one violations and got, like, what, one fin uh, Final Four appearance taken away and, like, a, uh, some suspensions, and that's it. Slapping the wrist practically in probation, that's it. Tennessee got some wins vacated, and this is in football, and, like, they, pretty much like a slap, some, like, Scholarships taken away in, in like a suspension or two. Like, that's it. Like, they didn't get a lot for several level one violations. Tennessee's football team. 
They had cash being sent to recruits pre-NIL and in bags in McDonald's bags. And that's all they got. So for anyone who's thinking like Michigan's going to get the death penalty or anything like that, or I don't really think that's going to happen. I don't know if Michigan's even going to get wins vacated. I think worst case scenario is Harbaugh probably leaves Michigan and goes back to the NFL just out of frustration with having to deal with the NCAA all the time. I I really don't think that Michigan's going to get punished like that. I don't even think a bowl ban or a postseason ban. I'm serious. Like, like I, I really do think that this is going to be a kind of a slap on the wrist type of thing. But even with that, like, I don't think that sheeting is as bad as people think it is. Like, well, it's not as effective as people think it is. Because one, a lot of people probably, a lot of teams probably do this, most likely. And two, you still got to play in the field. To a certain degree, like I just said, if you're getting smashed, that's not all, all uh, uh, stealing signs. With Ohio State in 2022 and 2021, I think of it like Oklahoma when they lost to LSU in that playoff game. There were some questionable calls in LSU's favor at first. But when she lose like 40 points and put up, give up like almost 70 in a playoff game, that's not the refs. That's you. Ohio State it went against Florida in what, 07? Like at first there were some questionable calls in Florida's favor. But when you lose 41 to 14, that's you. That's not the refs in Florida. So in that, in those two t- games, like I don't really think that's the refs. I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's stealing signs. I, I think that to like it might to like a certain degree, but we could beat down by three touchdowns plus. That's not signs. You just got the crap beat out of you. So like, yeah, like that's just my my opinion on this whole thing. I think it's getting uh, blow out proportions. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I don't think the NCAA is gonna really punish Michigan like that. I really don't. I don't see any wins vacated. I don't see any postseason ban. I don't see anyone besides Connor Stallions being fired. Everyone else, I think maybe like a suspension for like a game or two, and that's it. So yeah, that's all I think. Like, that's what I think. And that's all I have to say about college football for this weekend. And so now on to the NFL. Uh, the Jaguars look really good, man. I, they After a slow start to the season, now they're starting to look like the team that I thought they'd be this year. Watch out for this team. Ravens, the Lions, minor setback. I think the Lions are fine. Uh, a lot of the top teams in the NFL have gotten blown out at times. Like uh, the Dolphins versus uh, the Bills. The Cowboys versus the 49ers. So it's happened on like on multiple occasions this year already. Already, like that top teams have gotten blown out. So the Lions losing like that to the Ravens, they're fine. The Ravens don't look really good. The receivers are starting to... Everyone's starting to get a little healthier, more and more healthy, and the receipt and the people, players who have been playing in their, uh, in their, like to replace those players who are hurt, are starting to get better, and starting to get used to playing like this. Right? They're all getting good chem- uh, chemistry. The receivers are starting to catch balls. Lamar Jackson's playing at MVP level. Watch out for the Ravens, man. Still watch out for the Lions too. Uh. The Browns are a weird team. Like, that offense was really good without Deshaun Watson. Out of nowhere. P.J. Walker. Who would thunk? Like, like, okay. The offense is really good. 39 points. The defense is still really good, too. 
But like like the Browns might actually make the playoffs. It's kind of weird because the NFC AFC North looks like it might be the best division in all of NFL this year. The Steelers are really good. They won. Uh, the Bengals are, are good. They they're turning it around. Uh, the Ravens are the top team right now, and they look really good. The Browns are good. Every team looks good. In that every team looks like a team that can make the playoffs in that division. The Patriots out of nowhere, after being awful and arguably the worst team in the NFL for the last four to five weeks, randomly beat the Bills. Out of nowhere. Uh, a couple teams that might have a quarterback controversy, maybe not really. The Giants played much better with uh, Tyrod Taylor and the Bears won in dominant fashion. With uh, Tyson Badgett, I I worry for uh, Justin Fields not because I don't think he's that good. No, I, I, I just the scenario. You know, with him starting, they're losing. They look awful, and then when he's uh, sitting for Badgett, the Bears win thirty to twelve. I know it's the Raiders, and it's, the Raiders are notorious for doing stuff like this, but over the last twenty years, but still, like. It, it's not a good look for Justin Fields, and it's out of his control. It just kind of sucks. It's a bad situation. Uh, the Seahawks look really good. The Packers. We need to talk about the NFC North. The Lions look bad, but the Lions are still going to run away with that division because one, the Vikings, even though they won, surprisingly over the 49ers, another team we need to talk about, even though they won, they're still what? Three and four? The Packers lost to the Broncos. Like, like this division is kind of becoming the Lions to lose already. We're not even halfway through the season yet. The Chiefs look really good, obviously. The Dolphins, I'm going to say something about the Dolphins. If they ever face a physical team that can punch them in the mouth, they kind of fold. It happened against the Bills. It happened against the Eagles. It's not a good look. A team that's fast but very finesse and then again if they were to face a team like the 49ers if they were to make the Super Bowl which I don't think they will because again they got to go through the Bills probably again this give me that's gonna be a challenge for them honestly speaking of the 49ers what the heck was that Brock Purdy was awful like the Vikings took advantage of that and now now is what Two weeks in a row where the Niners lose to a team they have no business losing to. It's not a good look. So I'm going to say. So, and looking at the Niners' upcoming schedule, they really can't afford to, to play like that again. Not saying they're going to, like, fall off or collapse or anything, but, like, you, okay, you got some tough teams coming up. You better be in your P's and Q's. Better play like how you, better play like how you were playing, like, the first five weeks of the season and not the last two. Or it could be a rough year for them. Uh, other things that happen in the NBA, the Lakers. I just think the Lakers are, in a weird way, the Lakers roster is going to be fine against almost anyone else. But the Nuggets have such a high IQ team. That the Lakers, couple or two or three players who are at that level of basketball IQ, will get exposed. And, it, and again, this is a rough matchup for them. It's a team that can actually match the Lakers in size. And a team that has much better basketball IQ across the board. And a team that can balance out and pretty much negate Anthony Davis with, with Jokic. 
That's a bad matchup for them. And it's probably the only team in the NBA that is a bad matchup for them. So, yeah, they I don't know what they can do. They, they probably have to get more shooters, I'm assuming. Like, if... if I'll say this. If Gabe Vincent and, and, and D'Angelo Russell play like that again, I don't see them lasting throughout the whole season with this team. If they want to win, win a ring and those two guys are playing like that throughout the season... And trade deadline, they're probably going to be let go, honestly. So, like, they have to step up. The Nuggets, no Bruce Brown, no problem. Still very good defense. So, yeah, like, like I guess said, yeah, like, the, the Nuggets, they, they look like their favorites to win again this year, honestly. Especially looking at that second game, Suns and Warriors. Warriors looked really rough. The Suns, they, the Suns' flaws from last year are still there. There's zero depth in that team. The Warriors, though, look pretty rough, man. Josh Okogie objectively outplaying Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins is a bad look. And Andrew Wiggins' problems from the playoffs still show in this game offensively. Klay Thompson still looked the same as he did in the playoffs. It's not... I'm not going to say like it's panic time in Golden State, but they're getting older. Like, they're another team that, if they want to win a ring this year, they probably, they're going to make the playoffs, but if they want to, like, do anything in the playoffs that's meaningful on their to their standards, which is win a championship, they're going to have to probably make some trades in, before the, uh, the trade deadline this year. But, yeah, like, overall, looking at that, looking at those two first games, I'll say this, unless the Met, like the Grizzlies or the Kings show me, like, oh, they've gotten older and more mature this year to a, a significant level, I feel comfortable in, in, in believing that you're going to probably get a rematch to Western Conference Finals, Lakers and, and Nuggets, because, yeah, like, I didn't really see much out of those two teams that played after. The Suns and, 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 and Warriors still have some of the same flaws they had last year. Lack of size for the Warriors and the Suns and some of their top players for Warriors getting a little older, Play Thompson, and for the Suns, a lack of depth. So, yeah, that's it for the NBA. Uh, as for next thing, sports, baseball, World Series, Texas Rangers, and, and, and Arizona Diamondbacks. This is like a matchup straight out of, like, early to mid-2000s, especially the Diamondbacks. <laughs> like, like, wow. I'm cool with this. Uh, I'm happy that as a Dal- I like Dallas Cowboys, so I'm not a big fan of any Philly sports team in general. Cool with the Phillies losing. Uh, the Astros losing is always cool if we're any baseball fan honestly who's not a Houston Nationals fan in general uh so yeah like like this is a cool matchup I really like this matchup I, I'm cool with both these teams uh it, it's just a, a nice change of pace from like the usual Astros uh Dodgers that you've seen for the last few years now uh I'll say who do I think will win I'm gonna go with screw it I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks why not? Arizona Diamondbacks World Series champions. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, also, another thing that happened, UFC 294. A lot of fouls. A lot of weird, like, ref decisions. Like, there's a lot going on there. It was kind of like a weird, but crazy event. I think it was, what, the shortest event in UFC, like, one of the shortest events in UFC history, like, it, because all the fights ended pretty early. Uh, Usman versus 
uh, Hamzat, that was a crazy fight. A lot of people thought because Kamaru Usman was going to be like, you know, he's not older, his knees are not what they were, that it's going to be an ugly fight. No, this went five rounds. Usman probably could have won this fight. It was back and forth. And then the last fight, Volkanovski and, and, and Islam, like, I did not expect that because Islam is more of like a, a wrestler, a grappler type, and Volkanovski is more of a striker. If I'm correct, I think Volk I think Volk actually has a longer reach too. So I thought like, oh, let's get to wrestle him down and everything. No, he straight up KO'd Volkanovski. I was shocked by that. I did not see that coming. I did not see that early of a knockout. He like, okay, that's kind of scary. His resume, I you can't really sleep on him anymore. This guy's real deal. They said he was midi, uh, a midi, a mini uh, Habib. He looks like it. Even though I don't think Khabib ever knocked out a striker in the UFC. So, there's also that. I like, okay. It's pretty crazy night for the UFC. Pretty crazy event. Overall, it's super entertaining though. So, that's it for sports. And now on the comic books. Uh, Invincible Season 2 is coming out. I'm hyped. A lot of people are. For, for a good reason. Like, this, yeah, this is going to be big. Really big. Like, and, and it's going through each, uh, what, eight seasons, so it's going to probably be able to cover everything. And if it's as accurate as it was in season one, like I've said this before, I'm super hyped. Ten days on Friday, well, less than ten days, on Friday, next Friday, Invincible Season 2 starts, and ooh, I'm hyped. And they're already almost done with Season 3. So, like, like, I have to make an episode about this. I think my next episode is going to be on this, actually. So, like, yeah, like, like be prepared. It's going to be a really good episode. Uh, also, for all you comic book fans out there, the X-Men, you already know it's the end of an era. And people said, said like, uh, you know, like, back to basics. Uh, in the, the whole thing with the X-Men was that they were in this island, Coca-Cola, and, like, it was, they were almost like gods there. Like, like, they'd be gone beyond living with humans. Like, screw living with humans. We're gonna live with ourselves. And, yeah, it was pretty awesome to see. But now, it's going back to basics, it seems. is They're probably gonna go back to living in an in, in X-Mansion in New York. As it has, like, you know, as it usually is for them for the last 50, 60 years. But, a lot of people are like, uh, back to basics. But that always tends to happen. Like, it happened in, in after the Outback era in the 80s. Happened after Genosha. It happened uh, uh, again in the nine in the nineties. It happened uh, after the, the the Grant Morrison era in like the early two thousands. This this always since happened. It happened after they moved to San Francisco. They went back to basics in like the early twenty tens. Like the X Men, this always tends to be a thing. So it is what it is. It's still it's still for the most part when they went back to to the basics and almost every single one of those uh, instances put out great stories. So, like, I don't think the X-Men are going to, like, have the legs cut up beneath them. I don't see that happening. And people are kind of worried because Tom Brevard is going to be taking over as, like, uh, taking over an editorial. I'll say this. I think that this is the opposite of what it was before. Because he's an editorial over the X-Men. I actually think they're going to push the X-Men more. As, like, the A-Team. And, like, the top. Like, like, them and the Fantastic Four, I think, are really going to be pushed a lot by Marvel these next couple of years because of what's coming up in the MCU. 
Like we know, and especially with what's, what's happening with the Avengers side from a financial standpoint, it's not looking good. Marvels might be the first ever actual bomb, like or like disappointing, like commercial uh, event for Marvel. And so, like all the Avengers-based stuff is starting to really not. It's starting to hit a wall. And I think people are trying to. They they're kind of. They really want the X Men to ask for, and the Fox stuff. So like. I think the Marvel knows this, and they're going to try to push this as much as possible. So I think the X-Men are in good hands in comic books world. Because if they handle them any, any way like they handled the Avengers when they were hot in the MCU, and people wanted to see them, well, it, you are not how big the X-Men were before that. If they get that type of push, well, they could, yeah, this game over. So I, I, think, I think the X-Men are fine. They're in good hands. So yeah, like that was it for comic books. Like I said, I'll talk about uh, that topic about Invincible season two in my next episode on Friday. But for now, for pop culture, not a lot happened. Uh, Netflix is boosting up their price again. Again, whatever. Yeah, they, they go ahead and do that. Like whatever. Like, <laughs> like, like. I think it's stupid. Like. You don't want to turn the cable. I mean, they kind of are. And it, look, if you want, and I know why they're doing this. A lot of these uh, streaming services are like getting extra, like advanced uh, uh, stuff, like versions of it that are in packages that are going to cost extra. And like the only basic package that's going to be the cheapest is going to involve ads because they need the money. They don't want the people to actually get those top packages. They want them to actually keep the basic ones so they can get the money for ads. That's really all it is. Honestly, if, they, if that was the case, they should have done ads from the get go, and not add and not boost their price, like YouTube or something. Like like YouTube's free, but they can they're fine with it because they have a lot of ads. That's fine. I don't care. Like like it's, it's, whatever. You just make it look bad. Uh, Impact Wrestling, and in pro wrestling. So in pro wrestling, there's this thing called Impact Wrestling, like another promotion in the U.S. They're going back to TNA. That was what they were called from like the early 2000s to like the mid 2010s. And TNA for a while, for all you like hardcore wrestling fans who remember this in 2000s, were like the go-to opponent number two for against the WWE for a good 10 plus years. Throughout the 2000s, early 2010s. Uh, and, and their downfall, I know the TNA brand at the end looked really bad because their downfall was pretty bad. From like 09 to 2011, the product was awful. Unwatchable. Killed the company. They're not dead. They're still going, but there's nowhere near what it used to be. They used to be on on Spike TV on like Mondays. It gets raw, and now they're on some unheard of channel, like Thursday nights. And that's just because you know. But at the same, it's a sad downfall. But at the same time, they're doing really good, like in terms of actual quality. So I don't know. And 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 now they're bringing back the TNA. Uh. Now they're going to be called TNA again, what, early January? And, and I'm fine with it because, like, the product's good now. It's been the best it's been since, like, 2007. And, uh, like, the the show that they announced it at, uh, Bound for Glory, Bound for Glory was really good. So, like, I don't know, man, I'm cool with it. I think Impact, is, I think TNA, as it's going to be called, I think it's in good hands. If they do everything right, right, they don't. They don't have any of the people who were involved with the downfall last time. Like no Vince Russo, 
no Dixie Carter, no Hulk Hogan, no Eric Bischoff, like good people who actually care about the business, who will, who will actually put out a good product and won't screw it up. Like, that's all you need. I feel like, I feel confident that TNA will work now. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Here's another, like I said, it's another uh, promotion that helps give wrestlers and other people jobs. And that's a great thing. The more the merrier. Helps the, the wrestling community flourish. Like, you want more promotions that are good. You don't want to have the, the late 2000s or like the 2000s WWE situation where it was just them and a, monop- and a monopoly. That was an awful time to watch wrestling. I, I, I know because I was watching it. As a kid, it sucked. Because there's no variety. It was just WWE. Because there's this WWE, they didn't have to care about going against any competition. So they were just resting on their laurels. That's why WWE sucked during that time, too. You don't want to have that situation anymore. So, like I said, the more the merrier. That's a great thing. So, that's it for pop culture. And now it's time for my big time pick. And because it's the NBA, it's a big, it's a big night tonight. So I'll go with uh, one of the more interesting games. Um... I'll go with the first ESPN game, Celtics and Knicks. Uh, a newly made Celtics squad. Their defense is going to be interesting. Uh, without Marcus Smart, are they getting an extra big man who's not really a traditional big man, really? But and, and the Knicks, I don't know. I'll, it's at it's in New York, but because I, the Celtics have Jason Tatum, I'll go with the Celtics. And, but it'll be a close game. I think Celtics by five to seven points. So that's it for today. Uh. Thank you all for listening. Without you guys, I can't have any of this. And thank you all for 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 downloading, subscribing, and and, and following. Because again, without you guys doing this, this whole thing doesn't exist. Also, follow me on social media, on Twitter at Pulliam P U L L I A M underscore Blake all lowercase, and on Threads Blake underscore Pulliam one all lowercase, and on TikTok the Triple Option Report. So that's like my podcast. So that's it for today. See you guys again on Friday. Yeah, as you all know, now Tuesdays or Wednesdays and Fridays. See you guys. Bye.